This is section 69 of Mark Twain Speaking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Advice Dedication of Town Hall, Fairhaven, Massachusetts, February 22, 1894. Read by John Greenman. By a thoughtful and judicious allotment of the privileges of this occasion, each speaker has been appointed to the function best suited to his capacity, his character, and his credit in the community. Chief of all the speakers, and most eloquent, stands the building itself. It is its easy office to declare to you the love of its builder for the town which was her birthplace and the home of her girlhood it may be trusted to say its say well and be understood and be applauded from the heart and to occupy the platform longer than anybody else and make the only speech that will be printed right in the papers yes and it is the only speaker of us all gifted and popular as we try to let on to be that can dare to stand up here and undertake to hold your unfatigued attention for a hundred years why we couldn't do it for forty we all recognize the value of this building as an example and a suggestion a suggestion to any who are moved by love for their fellow men to make gifts to them of hospitals or town halls or libraries to build these things while they are alive not wait till they are dead if you do it while you are alive it is really done and well done but if you wait till you are dead there is but a barren result and a divided profit you get credit for the intention and the lawyers get the money the stomachs of the lawyers of this land are distended to utter discomfort with the eleemosynary architecture that they have swallowed in all this world there is no joy like to the joy a lawyer feels when he sees a good-hearted inconsiderate person erecting a free library or a town hall or a hospital in his will he smiles the smile that only he knows how to smile and goes into training for the anaconda act perhaps no one has ever known a dead man to try to do even the least little single thing without making a botch of it the truth is a dead man ought to lie still and keep quiet and try to behave but if you can't teach him that you can't teach him any useful thing everything about him is perishable but one thing and that is his inability to accept the fact that circumstances over which he has no control have limited his activities and 
first and last and all the time it is impossible to make him understand that there is nothing very large or fine or generous in spending his own money on himself and building hospitals with his children's cash why some people do seem to get duller and duller the deader they get oh well perhaps it's no matter it is the way they are made probably the mistake was in making them at all i mean if it was a mistake i am no judge of that but i wouldn't leave it to them it was a pleasant and patriotic thought to dedicate this building and confirm this grace to fairhaven on the natal day of washington george washington first of americans george washington the father of his country george washington the father of those who cannot lie the family has dwindled a good deal but i am left yet and when i look back over the waste of years and call up the faces of the others and know that i shall see them no more in this life and that i must remain now solitary and forlornly conspicuous to the last the sole remnant of that old noble stock it makes me feel sad sad and oh so lonesome what i owe to washington no words of mine can tell he was my model from my cradle up all that i am morally speaking i owe to his example even in my tenderest youth his spirit was ever near to guide and succor me the first time i ever stole a watermelon in my life i think it was the first time it was the thought of washington that moved me to make restitution restored me to the path of rectitude made me morally whole again when i found out it was a green watermelon i was sorry not superficially but deeply and honestly sorry then came the thought of washington and i said to myself what would washington do that is what i said to myself what would washington do if he had stolen a watermelon green one he would make restitution that is what he would do and that is what i did i rose up spiritually refreshed and strong and carried the watermelon back to the farmer's wagon and restored it to him and said the merit was not mine but washington's and then i felt that inspiriting something that electric thrill that exaltation which rewards duty done a moral victory won a moral heroism added to one's stock of dear and precious memories and i told the farmer he ought to be ashamed of himself going around working off 
green watermelons on people that had confidence in him and made him give me a ripe one for it and he was ashamed and said he wouldn't ever do it again so i forgave him for when a person has done wrong and acknowledges it and is ashamed of it that is enough for me it was washington that saved me that time he has been my guardian angel ever since and has had an active career i am glad and proud to have an opportunity at last to help celebrate his memory and do honor to his noble name in the distribution of the privileges of this platform i was appointed to temper the gloss of the gay and thoughtless oratory of these others with the wholesome shadow of a few words of sober advice for there is a time for such things and it is meet that we recognize this truth and rest our spirits with intervals of seriousness and solemnity and so my advice to you yes more my supplication is that you live as washington lived live as i have lived and build your gift halls and hospitals while you still live and can build your hearts as well as your money into your gift end of advice read by john greenman